<laughs> hey guys, how you doing this Sunday? What is it? November the 9th. God, November came out of nowhere. But how you guys doing today? Pretty good. good. Fantastic. Awesome. Yes, Alex. Yes, Alex. I am pushing it out on the social media. Give me a break, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are here live. Berry Flow Upstream number 22. Darius may be hopping back on. Dependent on Roger's internet connection, Brandon may hop on as well here. But we're just going to go ahead and get started. Let's start off talking about BBM subscription. We kind of talked about it a lot in our last upstream. We got some fresh faces here. Lauren, are you using any of those new BBM features on your uh, on your Android device? Sorry, I stuttered hard on that. <laughs> um, Not on my Android. On my iPhone, kind of, but... The new update made BBM like 600 times slower, so I hate it even more than I did before. So it made it slower on your iPhone? Correct? Yes. See, like Matthew in our group was saying, it's like six times faster, so it's definitely a broken experience. I wonder, what the, you're on a 5S, correct? Just the 5. Just the 5. Oh. Hmm. Maybe it's just an older device and it's not... Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows with that? I think my beer is here, so, so I'm, I'm really excited now about it. <laughs> Um, I honestly haven't really used the the premium quote unquote features that are going to be part of this BBM subscription. Uh, uh, still, I'm still just sending Alex random time messages for fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't I needed to retract anything. Haven't sent my boss and or my mother anything she shouldn't see. So, <laughs> I'm wondering really who those premium features are. It seems kind of like they're throwing these things at the wall at the consumers to see what's going to stick. Uh, what kind of features are, do, are you guys actually looking for for BBM? What are kind of some of the innovative things you'd like to see for the platform? Ronell, what, what about you? What do you like to see on BBM? Um, new or something that just recently came out? New. New features. Um, good question. How about... Um, I don't even know. Like because we, like, we, we don't have really have BBM money yet. That's something I know I'd like to see. Beer. Anyway, <laughs> we know it's it's coming though. It's kind of what they said. And and what BlackBerry spent 1.3 billion on R&D, and you're trying to make us come up with good ideas on the air right here. We need some more, we need some more time. We need some more money. Yeah, yeah, or that. <laughs> we need to get paid for these ideas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just feel like BBM has so much potential to kind of reclaim some of its lost ground. They were so late with cut, kick and and. WhatsApp kind of hitting the market. BBM, it just seems like they're kind of clamoring for ideas right now. Uh, we see stickers, obviously. We see this transfer to integration, which is here, but not really here. BBM meetings, which we should see sometime th this week, technically. We should see BBM meetings uh, for all platforms, so that'll be cool to see. We have the kind of meetings and, and the video chats going across. Um, I would like to see personally, and maybe, Ronell, you can piggyback with, with something on this. I'd like to see inbuilt translations for BBM. So if I'm BBMing someone and their native language is Chinese, my conversation automatically through the cloud is getting translated for them so that they, I can talk and intercommunicate, kind of like a universal translator. I think that'd be pretty cool. Any, anyone else have some cool ideas they'd like for BBM? I don't necessarily have a cool idea. I would just like to see you know video go cross-platform. I, I use video in terms of you know talking to my friends who are BlackBerry users and my wife who's a iPhone using an iOS platform, I always found myself like trying to do the function. And I'm like, why can't I? And I'm like, damn, like I forgot. So I, I like to see you know video finally go cross platform all the way. 
Um, I think that'd be a major function, as well as BBM money. But we know with you know the U.S. government, it's a lot of you know loops and hurdles that you know BlackBerry has to jump in order to make that happen. So uh, it, it's going to take a while on that end for us to see it. You know, here stateside, I don't want to say like North America. I mean, I think you're going to see it anywhere in North America. It definitely be in Canada first because we know the government, Canadian government, definitely trusts BlackBerry, and they know that you know their the population, the Canadian population majority of them are BlackBerry users, so to see them implementing, you know, that feature and it's, in terms of money and the security that, you know, BBM money can provide for it, it's something that's really going to uh, be an eye-opener. So I think what you see, one of the major governments here in North, in, in North America, you know, go on board with a feature like that, then you will see others follow. Um, but yeah, you got a lot of banks here stateside, you know, big banks and you know, federal government alone, they have their nose and everything, so it's going to be a hard time to see that, but those are a couple of the features that I would love to see, though. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what this Zoom partnership is actually going to come out to being. Is it strictly a partnership, or is there more in lines of an integration between the two companies? Again, a little speculative at this time. By the end of the week, we will know a lot more about that. Again, interesting that Zoom seems to be invested in by the same guy that has started up Nant Health. Dr. Patrick Sushiong, we, we touched on that last upstream. Wanted to bring it up again because it is an interesting partnership for them to leverage. It seems that they're kind of going to some of their partners to see kind of what, their, what assets they have to try to bring that into the fray. There's really positive stuff from BBM. I think we can kind of we kind of beat that that horse dead last stream. So let's move on to the Ingram Micro Unlock Device Distribution for Canada. Uh, I personally have been buying of late all my devices unlocked. Uh, it's something I like and prefer, so I can kind of run around to whatever carrier I like. Are you guys still buying your phones from the carrier with the subsidies? Lauren, you, you're kind of dabbling in a bunch of new devices of late. How are you getting them? Are you buying them outright, or are you going to the carrier, doing trade-ups? What's it like? Um, well, I bought my iPhone 5 from my friend who upgraded to a 6 and obviously didn't need it anymore. And then my G3 I actually got from Verizon to test out, so that was free. Um, so I don't, unlock devices don't really matter to me because I'm only Verizon. I can't see myself really ever switching from Verizon just because their coverage is so good in my area, but, I mean, I don't know, it kind of sucks when, like, I can't buy any devices from Shop Blackberry or anything, so... Brian, that's, that's something they really need to work on. I, I think I said on a past upstream, I have a buddy who's on, or on Verizon right now with a Z10 that he had to buy. And, uh, you know, he's he wants to get a passport, but obviously he can't get a passport that Verizon would officially accept. And I'm like, bro, we need to get some kind of decal, slap it on the back, and, you know, take some sucker at Verizon and get them to actually put it on the network. Has anyone, <laughs> I wonder if we got to – got to search Crackberry, I guess, to see if anyone's actually tried that and whether they were successful in doing so. Because the system is what kicks it back, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I worked to death for, like, three days – Speaking on the phone, I spent easily a solid like eight hours of my time trying to get it on there. They tried every trick in the book. They're just not letting it in because the system is not letting it in. Like mm. you can trick them that it's a Verizon, but like the system just kicks it back and they don't know anything. And that goes back to that IMEI. Like it's not in their system, so it just yeah. isn't gonna get it through. <laughs> now, yeah. is, it, is it them or is it actually BlackBerry? That's really putting the kibosh on that. That's a question I'd like to know. Well, it's they, they, they said it was a down 
outside of their system. Like some of the people tech support I spoke to, the higher on tech support, they said it's honestly a drawback of our system. We just cannot put a phone on that is not in our system, and it's just a total drawback of it. They need to improve that because it's such a dumb thing getting to a world where unlocked phones are really the path that so many people are going. Why should I have to buy a phone that's on your network in order to use it on your network? It's not going to fly with that, like fly like that for very long. And and it does seem like the market is changing toward kind of this unlocked model. People are going uncarrier, unlocked phones. It seems like people want to have more ubiquitous options when when they're, you know, choosing a mobile device. So the Ingram micro deal is definitely a positive one for BlackBerry and leveraging the home base to make sure anyone in Canada who may want a BlackBerry can get one with the lowest threshold possible. And speaking of Canada, we do have our Canadian representative Brandon here in the house now. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how his microphone's going. But how you doing? Rogers kicked back for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kicked back just now, so I'm back on. Good stuff. Good, good to have you, Brandon. Let's move on to let's move on to BlackBerry Blend. It got its first major update across um, I guess all devices really. Even on desktop, it got the update. Has anyone who's using Blend dabbled with it? Darius, Ronell, how are you guys liking it? Is it any better for you? Um, I'm, I have it open right now, and uh, it, it seems a little bit more snappier. Um, I think yeah. it's been a bit of a UI change, if I'm not mistaken. On the uh, left-hand side, I can't really tell you all the back. I can't quite remember, I should say. But, I mean, I think it's been you know subtle changes to it, but it, it's, it feels a lot faster. Um, um, like the file manager and things of that nature. Uh, you know, just bringing up everything like immediately. It doesn't kind of like just pop, 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 pop down the screen. It's it, it's fluid. Um, everything is pretty much uh, just you know simultaneous in terms of getting an alert on the device. It you know it's right there on on Blend as well. So um, I mean, it's a good update. You know, you can tell it's kind of like a it was kind of like a maintenance fix, if you will. You know, one of those maintenance OS updates that they kind of put out there. So it, it's a good one. But uh, I, I still see. You know the room for improvement. You know, but it's definitely getting the job done, nonetheless. Absolutely, right now. What about you? Has your experience been better with it thus far with the new update? Um, to be honest, I haven't tried it yet with the new update. Um, today actually is my official day of switching from my Z30 to my Passport as my main, so I'll be using it a lot for the next couple of weeks. Nice. So um, definitely report back next time. That's for sure on blends. What was the hesitation for you? I mean, you got a passport, you're in Canada. What's the deal? Why didn't you just jump over right away? What about your Z30 had you hesitant? Um, well, number one, just making sure all my favorite apps uh, move on, move over to the passport support. That's number one. And number two, I use my BlackBerry for work, or my passport, I should say. So, you know, I don't want anything to pop up while I'm showing a customer and just like, whoops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's the Berry Flow group, I don't want that showing up. Brandon, uh, tell us your experience with Blend. Yeah, so I had a really interesting experience this past week where I left my phone at home, and so I went to work an hour later, and I realized my phone was at home. So I was, I was kind of worried because I'm like, man, it sucks having your phone left, you know, not with you because then you lose communication with, you know. Everybody basically nowadays, especially when you use BBM. But thankfully, I had Blend installed on my computer at work, and I was able to actually access my phone, BBM, emails, everything from my phone on my desktop at work and still communicate with Blend with my phone actually at home. I mean, just being on my desktop at work. So, kind of like what we've seen the uh, 
Well, we've seen the uh, remote file access, but with uh, chats and emails and everything, it's just expanding on that. And I think it was really cool. And I, it's it's such a new feature to me that I didn't quite think of it right away. But then when I found out I could yeah. do that, I was like, oh man, awesome! I'm still connected. And that's what it's all about. It really is about kind of taking mobile computing to that next level where you have that access indiscriminate of where you are or what device you're using. That, that's definitely an awesome, a real use case scenario for Blend. I honestly still don't use it very much. I mean, the Passport's just so awesome. I mean, I don't need anything else. It's, it's all right there, all in hand. I, I, I'm, I'm loving it so far. I'm kind of pissed now, though. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on that when we talk about the red. What was that, Kev? So no pun intended, all in hand. Exactly, exactly. But no, uh, Alex right now is actually going to touch a little bit on Blend Premium features that he stumbled across here, and he will do an article on eventually so everyone else can read. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, I saw this. I, I don't remember. Uh, someone had posted it or something, and I guess there hasn't really been too much chat about it. Um, but this, it, I guess they're thinking about doing a Blend Premium similar to the, the BBM kind of premium and a few things they, they mentioned, apparently these aren't necessarily going to be implemented or are implemented. They're ideas of being implemented, um, and it could possibly happen. So it was uh, a few things. BlackBerry Assistant inside of Blend, and what that would actually do is it's like a universal search experience in Blend, um, and it's kind of like your phone is tied in with your, your software, so you can actually talk to the software, and it'll search universally from your phone or do whatever. It's like... Blackberry Assistant within Blend. Then the option for themes within Blend um, to the point of actual like, custom branding, which would be great for companies. Say that you walk by a computer and rather than seeing like the Blend logo and stuff like that, instead you'd see your own company's logo inside of there. Um, then another feature would be remote desktop and remote file access in Blend. So we know a bunch of you know, remote desktop clients that exist. So this would just be taking you know, remote desktop and working inside of Blend, which would be pretty cool. And then there was also the browsers open and recent syncs uh, tabs. So it's kind of like visiting tabs on your BlackBerry. You'd be able to go over to Blend and have those same tabs synced across there. And then document viewing support. If any of you have used Blend, right now opening up a document's a pain in the butt because you click it, it downloads it, and it saves it either to your computer or your phone, and then it opens up in a new program. So this would be nice just to view documents. Um, then another feature that we've all been waiting for, you know, phone call support in Blend. This is just a natural mm -hmm. progression that, you know, exists on, um, on iPhone and if you have a Mac as well. And then the last one, this is probably one of the most interesting things, is blending to another smartphone. So what they wrote for that was blend from a BlackBerry to your iPhone or Android phone and still get content from your BlackBerry phone in real time. So not really totally sure what that, I guess it would be like using BlackBerry Blend on your Android or um, okay. iPhone. Which so that's, that's exactly, it sounds exactly up Lauren's alley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she can keep her BlackBerry hidden away so it doesn't shame her and yeah. her friends. <laughs> so it, it's interesting to hear these ideas pop up and this this is what they're trying to do for premium. So don't don't get me wrong. These will not necessarily be free features, but they're trying to monetize it in some way. So Blend as we know it today, possibly, most likely will be free uh, if you have a BlackBerry device. But there might be the premium Blend, and they're trying to gauge, you know, how much will this cost a month? Um, how much would you be willing to pay per month for this? And 
you know, they're just throwing some stuff around. It's very interesting. What are, what are some of the pricing schemas that they've laid out? They, uh, the article said other stuff about, um, they gave different, it was like between zero, they, they were asking, it was like a, a survey they were trying to see what people would like to pay. The minimum price was zero to five dollars, which um, obviously that's very cheap and that's per year. And then the maximum they had was like twenty to twenty-five dollars per year. So it's like even the maximum doesn't sound too bad, right? So like that, like uh, I would say ten dollars a year. That's not bad for all those features, or if anything goes in the middle. But the pricing doesn't seem outrageous. It's it's just a, just such an interesting field. I mean, we're gonna have BBM with its own subscription model, and then Blend with it, potentially its own subscription premium model. It's like. Can, can we make it easier? <laughs> can I pay just one thing and get, like, all the BlackBerry stuff I want? <laughs> yeah. You see, that's what I was touching on kind of with my article with BBM subscriptions and stuff. Is kind of like the way they have it now where they're splitting up, like, BBM, the, I guess, the paid features of BBM, like BBM Protect and different things. They're kind of splitting them up into a way that's kind of, if they want to get consumers to start purchasing stuff, they need to make it a bit more, um, a bit easier to understand and kind of have a simpler way of charging uh, premium features as opposed to just having, you know, BBM protected, BBM meetings, and, like, it doesn't really click whether that's a consumer feature or a premium feature or something like that. Yeah, I think you'd have to throw something that would cater towards them, like bring back something like BBM music or a refined version of that. Alex, mm -hmm. stop laughing. But, um, you know, just, just certain features of, of that nature, um, you know, I, one of the ideas I didn't get to touch on earlier on one of the other topics was like some kind of a BBM idea, some kind of file collaboration, be it media, you know, artwork or music, those types of things. Again, I, I'm talking about things that cater to me, but that would be something I'd love to be able to deal with some people in the group. You know, so that's one of the features I would be more than willing to pay for. I was already paying for BBM music. Yeah. BBM music needs to come back. Like Chen, I know you're watching this right now. Please, BBM music needs to be revived and playbook. While we're at it, you know, fuck it, bring the playbook back as well. <laughs> I, I'll settle for BBM music over the playbook. To be very honest, I, I think that worked. It worked really well. That's one of the big things about BBM music. Can you maybe can you maybe explain like a brief ex explanation of? what BBM music was, because for people like me, I came on a BlackBerry starting with BlackBerry 10, so I never okay. really got to use BBM music, so maybe if you could just give um, me a brief explanation. Basically, you had the ability to, uh, you know, have your own playlist, you know, what was it, like roughly about, was it 25 to 50 songs, I believe you had, you guys, mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, and then for any friend that you made on BBM music, you would actually get access to their list as well added on top and they'd get access mm -hmm. to yours. So you literally had thousands and thousands of songs available at your disposal and you can recreate your playlist by picking something from somebody else's. Um, so was it kind of like a Spotify type of thing where it's all online? The yeah. music was online? Or yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Except it was, extremely, it, was, it was extremely efficient. It was great. To yeah. where you could chat in the middle of it. You know. The issue with BBM, now, BBM music is just because that you know BlackBerry isn't providing those services anymore. So you know, of course, they've you know they're relying on Amazon to kind of uh, well, not Amazon, but uh, matter of fact, is it Amazon or who is the deal that we have now to provide those music services? Amazon. Is it Amazon? Okay. Amazon. Well, yeah, it's you know uh, 
it, it's kind of sucks because being that you're relying on Amazon to do such and you're trying to implement it in another application that is truly native for the OS, there's a lot of issues that you're going to run into um, from that point on. And I don't even think BBM even wants to don't put any more dollars towards uh, you know music and, and movies and things of that nature, especially when you have someone like Amazon who has a like just huge catalog of such. You you want to just leave it in their hands, you know. Instead of us pouring dollars, let the consumer put the dollars in their pockets, which will also relieve even more dollars from our pockets to Amazon as it is. And you know, I think in the majority, in terms of the consumers, will be happy because they have such access and, and things of that nature. Because I think one issue that we did have with um, BlackBerry when they were providing music and, and movie services was. You kind of got it late, you know. It's like I know it would be new releases in terms of music, and I would look on my BlackBerry the day of to get it, but it would take like a day or two for it to pop up. Um, and it got better closer to them like ending the services, but you know, you could st you could just still see that it wasn't their focus wasn't there, and, and it never really was there. They were just trying to please the consumer at the time when BlackBerry 10 it came about, and even prior to. But there's a lot of issues that would come with the BBM music. I definitely. Because I mean, when it's like when you have your friends and you hear a song, or it's a song that you kind of forget, and you're like, "Hey, you had this track right here," and they can send it to you, you can put it on your playlist, and it's readily available. That's exactly what you, you know, would definitely love to have. But so many things that BlackBerry, I feel like, did ahead of their time, and you want those right. things back. It did just, you know. Imagine if they like tied something like that in with BBM channels. You could have like DJs, like famous DJs, have a BBM channel. And have their playlist like that, and then maybe like people who follow them, they could have some promotional deal. Like someone who follows them gets to add like two or three songs from their playlist to their BBM music or something right. like that. There's a lot of things they could have played with. But there's there's yeah. so many, and and as Darius had just touched on, you know, nowadays streaming is is killing the actual music buying. Like Spotify actually is outselling iTunes over in Europe. So streaming is kind of overtaking, and this whole cloud-based music playing is really becoming kind of the prevalent way people are getting their music. So it, it is interesting that BlackBerry was, again, head, ahead of their time on so many things, even on the consumer side, to be able to bring something like that before its time. It's just a shame that they've had to turn away from it as they go back to their enterprise roots. I, I'd, I'd still be so much about it, and I know that might bring Lauren back over to the fray if we get some BBM music over on her life. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need. I think they need to look at it in a in a different sense. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. It's it's a consumer concept. You know, bringing music and and you know the the multimedia feel to it. But if you do it in a business sense, where it's business first, and you're really just trying to draw in customers, they can still approach it in that sense. There are ways to do that. Like you're the I was mentioning file collaboration for musicians and DJs. Uh, you know, artists, things of that nature. You can wind up having each of them edit one file on their end in, in a group kind of format through BBM and have somebody else go ahead and contribute to it and it automatically updates on yours as opposed to, you know, simply showing a, a screen share of what you got, which is, you know, utterly useless in my opinion. You know, it's nice in theory, but it doesn't do anything for you. Right. Definitely not a value add. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's apparent that BlackBerry, like, they're, the way that they were hoping to make money from BBM may have been BBM Music at that time. And it's pretty clear that they're really focusing on business and business features for BBM. Um, I know BBM music could be used for business in a way, but mainly 
you know, the way that they're going with it now sounds like that is their game plan, and BBM Music probably won't ever be a thing again. It just depends on the type of business you're talking about, though. That's the thing. It's a it's a legitimate field. <laughs> you know, it's not something to really just be disregarded because there is billions of dollars in that industry to be made. Otherwise, why bother looking at, you know, Alicia Keys? <laughs> Did we mention her name again? <laughs> There's so much that could have been done, still so much that can be done, and it's it's just a matter of not really, uh, you know, overlooking it. And when you do decide to do go that route, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you got to have a solid game plan and a realistic expectation on what can be done and how to succeed through the long run there. Yeah. It, it is kind of a shame that their growth has kind of been so haphazard, kind of here, there. BBM in, entirely as a whole, even even years back, it just seems like they were kind of running and running and running without really a chorus to where they wanted to take it. We've, oh. seen, we've seen BBM in the car, you know, demoed at, what was that, BlackBerry... That was BlackBerry Live, the middle of, middle of the year, 2013. And it's just a shame that we don't see any follow-ups on some of their advancements pushing forward. Glimpse integration and something in the car, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to see that, being able to send my location in the car to let you know where I'm at. I think it'd be fantastic to see. But as, as we kind of mentioned, as their core focus changes, they're going to have to give some of that off. <laughs> Brandon's killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, EFF scorecard. Anyone take a look at that? There was a bizarre article that went all over the internet about instant messaging clients and their security levels. BBM didn't make it past like two levels of security on their scorecard. Wow, iMessage got like eight out of ten. Looks like who did the scorecard and what were they? It looked like a child made that website. That's the I looked at it. I said it looks like a two-year-old made this website, and I just backed off. I think that warrants about 2.5 seconds worth of a conversation. It shouldn't even be, you know, it should just be completely disregarded. I, I, I got, I got oh emails about this. I got emails like, James, like, you, you guys should talk about this on Upstream. I'm like, what do you want me to say? Bullshit. Like, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> no, but uh, it was a scorecard done, and I think what they were looking at was, I think, BBM maybe in 2005 when it first came out, because there are so many more aspects to BBM yeah. that make it more secure these days. Even the the basic parts, like having a pin message and not having to give out my phone number. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are common sense things. Well, and right, it's core. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, the other thing like people have to realize is that BBM on its own, it, it's it's secure, but it's not as secure as, as for instance if you have BBM on on, on a BES um, enterprise system. So that's. That's another layer of security with BBM protected, which is optional, and you have the BBM through the enterprise service, which is an extra layer of protection. But BBM on its own, it's still secure, but it's like what, what people have to realize is it is probably the most secure instant messenger, but it's not, the, it's not as secure as it is with enterprise. So sometimes you hear stories about people being like, oh, BBM is not secure, and it's like, well... Like it's it's a difference if you look at BBM and enterprise, where you know that's its bread and butter with enterprise customers and businesses that is secure. Maybe on the consumer side, it's not as secure as that, but it's still a hell of a lot more secure than the competition. I mean, if anything, it's just a plus. You know what I'm saying? Like what you're, what you exactly what you displaying, Brandon, is just a plus where it really matters. You understand what I'm saying? Like in the consumer, it's not to say that the consumer doesn't matter. But in the workspace where the security breaches are occurring, that's just a plus. So exactly. at the end of the day, like, I mean, who the fuck knew who the fucking EFF <laughs> was until this shit came out? 
if you have dot if you have dot org at the end of your domain, you are clearly an authority. You don't, you don't matter. Like you're you're fine. No, you so like yeah. You, you got to get a dot com guy. You got to get a dot com. Has anybody even had their their pin ever hacked? Anybody? Is that a thing? Like I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I've ever got was some Indonesian like person. Yeah. Yes, trying to sell me a car. Yes. Yeah, trying to sell me. Like, yeah. I got a lot of, a lot of angry Africans when I had like my my channel and shit. Like, no, no offense, I am black. Okay, so I'm not. <laughs> Get out. All I'm saying is, is I, I did. I got a lot of angry Africans. They came at my neck when I was like, you know, had my channel and I was posting music, and they're like, you post my music. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't do, you know, like independent artists like that. I I kind of put out, you know what's to, appealing to the masses and whatnot. Well, fuck your channel. Da, da, da. I'm like... That's just free, it's free promotion right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. They never they never heard of Napster? You guys, <laughs> <laughs> that started the whole thing. I might be young for that, but I'm just You're right. dating, my, dating myself here. Yeah, I, I remember yeah, what Napster that. that was crazy. <laughs> no, Darius, I get emails all the day. Will you please promote my channel on Berry Float? And it's like, it's like you taking pictures of your cat and your lawnmower. Like, what is? <laughs> what do you want me to promote? Exactly. If you, if you were Blackberry related, like I might. Hold on. Like, Hold on. Somebody told you to promote their channel and their cat is mowing the lawn. You better promote that channel. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It wasn't even that cool. It was, <laughs> it was pictures of their cat and then pictures of their lawnmower. That would be if mowing the lawn with his cat on his shoulder. <laughs> no, but like that it was would like, that would be like Blackberry out of the blue, like promoting Pokemon. Like, Do it! Oh my god, hey. I'm all about hey. that. What's wrong with Pikachu? <laughs> I'm messing with Pikachu. Whoa, whoa, Laura. You know what I'm just saying? <laughs> just now. Like, that was... got hyped as what? Pokemon. Do it. Give me those Pokemon stickers. Give me those stickers. James will buy them. I'll buy them. All right. Now I'm going to have to send an email over to public relations. You'd be like, all right, we're trying to save a longtime Blackberry user from leaving <laughs> the platform entirely. We need and or stickers and or some kind of caricature. Maybe we'll, we'll get some... Pokemon branded devices. Right. No, the passport could look like the Pokemon ball that you know the container. Yeah. They need Pokemon. Oh, they need Star Wars. I would so buy that. They need Pokemon. <laughs> they need Sailor Moon because those were the big ones growing up for people, right? We need Kingdom Hearts. Something, something for the women. Something for the men. Look at Alex. Alex is getting so pissed off right now. Where is the professionalism at right now? <laughs> I can't no, the it's, it's, it's like this list is longer than than, than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> Talking about Pokemon. I I would buy Pokemon stickers though, not lying. No, like when when the Avatar Airbender stickers came out, like people were like, yo, I need to get the I need those in my life and it's like South brock. Park too. Like South Park, those like I those were like one of the two packs of stickers I bought was South Park. Just because they're so hilarious. It's interesting because a lot of people, Brandon, seem to have like a barrier. They're like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy any stickers. And then that one pack will come out, and they're like, all right, all right, all right. And then they they find out how seamless it is. You know, it's like, oh, shit, yeah. putting this on my bill for later. I'm not even going to actually see that charge. So and then they're like, right, I might buy a couple more here or there. And speaking of that, another a feature that I want to see with BBM is, you know how you just tap a sticker and it boom, it's sent. I would love to be able to know that I am going to send this sticker. You know, like well, in the new in the new sticker picker, you actually long press over it. Yeah. It'll 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 pop up and be like, "Is this what you want to send?" You let go, and then it'll do it for you. 
That no, was... no, it doesn't send it. No, you it's just, just to preview it larger. Yeah, you got to tap yeah. it again. I've done it yeah. before, like what Darius is saying. Like I've accidentally tapped. It didn't seem like it sent. I tap again, then it sends like four of them to him. I'd like to see probably like the um, you know combination of, of certain emoticons or and or stickers. That kind of deal where if you pick one, you can pick another, and it kind of makes a whole hybrid new type of sticker pack altogether. That'd be kind, That'd be kind of, of like a cool concept. Oh, but... That'd be dope. It's like when you go to the uh, like the like to the I guess in the states you go to the convenience store and like you have single beers and you can put them together. You just have a six pack of like six different like you know tall boys or something. So you could do that with stickers. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Great <Sick>. comparison, dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's such like an alcoholic, metaphoric, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's deep, man. <laughs> All of our alcoholics agree with you. And I understood it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, so let's talk WhatsApp. WhatsApp got the... I said the D, but I guess it's the R, actually. They got the, the red... Re- they, had the, they, had, they had the delivered receipt to the server and to the device, but you couldn't tell whether the user had actually read that message. Now they have that feature. The double tick marks go blue... Popping off BlackBerry, it's like, bro, it's literally been 10 years. Thank you for catching up. <laughs> you finally have what VVM has had for for so long. It's like nine years now. I think it deserves a round of applause, guys. Round of applause. What's that? What's up? Bringing it. Easy, Gaga. But no, um, so it, it, cross-platform messaging is a big topic. I mean, Facebook has its own standalone messenger, WhatsApp, Kick. WeChat. These are millions of like there's these companies are making hundreds of million dollars a year on these messaging platforms. And it's doing very much consumer oriented things. So Alex, we're gonna hand this over to you. It seems like you, you have some conversation to bring in on this. Yeah, I had a a few like long debates with uh, a, a select group of people about the status right now of messaging platforms and the main ones really are um, you know iMessage will will kind of be one, even though it's it's not really cross-platform. So, so speaking more about cross-platform, there's WhatsApp, there's BBM, there's Viber, and then there's Kick. There's these other ones. And realistically, what what we kind of came up to the conclusion was WhatsApp. They do have 600 plus million users, which is insane, right? But they're only making about 15 million dollars, and they mm-hmm. had that whole thing implemented where they're going to charge you a dollar a year but they never really actually went through and charged people, and now I'm seeing people are getting an extended, like, um, here's another free year, like, right before they owe the dollar. So they're really playing this off just, and I guess the biggest thing is Zuckerberg is saying, you know, the cool thing is a billion. He wants to get a billion people before he starts, you know, charging for it. And now we're seeing this thing where um, is it necessarily that great to have that many users and focus just on the user base because what you have is like BBM, people who do use BBM, they're very passionate about it and they feel loyal towards the platform, whereas everyone I know using WhatsApp, they just use WhatsApp because it's a solution. They use WhatsApp. Once WhatsApp charges any bit of money to them, I see them just dropping like flies. They're just going to, they're like, oh, screw this, I'm not paying for this, I'm using it because it's free. And then Viber, they're making about $500 million per quarter from stickers. So they seem like they're in one of the best positions because even though they only have like 200 million users, they have people who are loyal to the platform who are spending a lot of money on the platform and they won't necessarily want to go and jump to other platforms. So BBM and Viber, like you could write up BBM because they only have 100 million users, 
but the users are loyal, whereas WhatsApp, they're not necessarily loyal. So I, it's just an interesting debate that was going on. And absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and I think really the user base, when, when you look at WhatsApp and the scale that they were at, it's like when we go to sell this out, we can monetize that user base, not necessarily by charging the user base, but when you have such a massive user base like yeah. that, when you look to sell it off, it becomes a customer acquisition cost for someone like Facebook. It's like okay. I'm actually buying your customers for you at you know, $13 a, a user yeah. or whatever it came mm -hmm. out to. I think it came out to like thirty-three or something like that, like thirty-three dollars yeah. a user, which is which is significant. That's that's a yeah. lot of money for a user. Mm -hmm. for right. yeah, I mean, an, another reason why you'd have to look at it in that sense is why would they have made that that acquisition? It it's completely tied into your phone number. It's a direct link to you. You know, that's easily accessible, and through your phone number, you could find all other kinds of features through social media. You know, so they're going to have a lot more information that they can just apply to their sites. You know, that's not something you're going to find on BBM. You know, but but what's interesting, button. you know, like yeah. we see yeah. it is. Oh, sorry, I can't. Hey, you're good. chopping up a bit. I did, I couldn't tell. Um, but we're talking about the 19 billion dollars and 33 dollars per user. Right. But it was like three billion dollars, and then you know, like uh, 16 million dollars in like stock options. And what's so weird is like social media. They're not really making a lot of revenue, but they have this crazy stock price because. They don't really know how to decide, you know, this many users is worth this much or whatever. So it's kind of like smoke and mirrors in a way where you're giving someone $16 billion worth, but, like, is that $16 billion even really $16 billion? Because, like, is Facebook even – like, they're not making – like, it's just a, a whole weird situation with well, it's that. Because, like, it's because users are so much more – Valuable in the sense that if you lock in users, like for instance Apple, once they have you in their in your clutches, it's easier for them to to get maybe like fifty cents, one dollar from like ten billion users. If they get fifty cents or one dollar from ten billion users, for instance, then they get a lot of money overnight like that, right? Ten, there are ten billion people in the world. <laughs> yeah, there's ten billion people now, bro. So no. God, we're I, got, I got everything. I got everything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking. But like yeah. what I'm saying is like I was exaggerating, but at the same time, it's like you know, once they have those people there, having the hard part of any like tech company is getting users, and and once you have users, but that's a loyal user. Yeah. Loyal. I think that's an important important thing. Just having yeah. a user doesn't necessarily mean much. Well, no, it, it does. I mean, for instance, Facebook. Look at Facebook. They have how many ever users? You might have someone like me who goes on maybe once or twice a week onto their Facebook profile. But my mom's a loyal Facebook user. That's that you would consider that a loyal Facebook Facebook. No, user? my mom is. No, oh, but I'm saying like, uh, like their target demographic, they're loyal. I think there's yeah. a much like for every one loyal user, I think that's equivalent to ten users. Like, it, there's some type of thing there. At the same time, when I go on a Facebook, I click on ads. I do different things, even though I do it occasionally, and I'm not a loyal user. So, even though they don't, I'm not a loyal user. They're still going to be making money off of me. So, I think just because you make that distinction between a loyal user and someone like me, you know, a, a casual user, doesn't mean they can't monetize casual yeah. users as well. But yeah, I think absolutely. you're right. There's separation for it. And I think you're right. It's just difficult for these companies to distinguish how they value the two different uh, types yeah. of users and how they can um, identify those two different types of users. I think it's pretty clear-cut in, in a way. 
because you think about it, okay, Facebook, it doesn't matter if you're a casual user or um, you're loyal to the brand, you're still using Facebook, and Facebook collects tons of data. We're talking where you go, how long you spend, what other links. Apparently, Facebook monitors some type of data, even when you leave it open in a tab and you do other stuff, right? All that stuff comes together, and you have all the all these other companies which use marketing schemes and whatnot to, to figure out what users are doing and how they're using their computers, right? Versus BBM, it's just, okay, you have these many users, and they're using it this, um, this much amount of times, okay? And, okay, if you put an ad up, you're guaranteed to get this amount of views because based on usage, it's that. So it's a lot more clear-cut for BBM yeah, yeah, fa- versus you know. Facebook. Yeah, it's funny because we were talking about uh, WhatsApp and we kind of merged over to Facebook. Like, Facebook does have a business model. The fact that I could do a Facebook dark post, this is where they're making most of their money, trying to compete with Google Analytics. I can go and target 200,000 people that bought Dove soap within the last three weeks. That's something that is just mind-blowing to hear. Like, that's that amount, that level that you can target someone is insane. I see where Facebook has that, you know, where they can make money from it, but WhatsApp, aside from phone numbers, are they going to just make a big cell phone directory? Like, what are they, you know, aside from saying, all right, we're going to charge you a fee per year now to start using our service. I mean, I don't, I'm not really seeing Like WhatsApp, what. like WhatsApp, like, they can do a lot of things with that. If you can just think about Google, what have, been, what, have been, what have they been doing the past few years or for a while now with CAPTCHAs? Getting people input letters or words. And house numbers and stuff. And for stuff Google Maps. Like what they could use is they could use, you know, figure out how many times people, how many times people misspell a word, and then auto-correct it or something, and then that can be used in new technology for for better word processing and stuff like that. That's like, interesting. Also have keywords. What words are people talking about the most? So which words are more people using and stuff like that? So it's not. But then that's totally scanning, dude. Then that's where like security becomes an issue. That's like total yeah. public domain. You're skimming my conversation to see what words I use a lot, and I feel like people might have problems with it. But that's totally true. There's there's a level where security. You give up security and give more information, and you're going to get something free. Or there's the route where you're secure, but you're paying to be secure. So it's really two the separate way, ends of the spectrum. The way, the way I view like word, that that type of stuff, like words and stuff, it's kind of like metadata, where it's like, you know, you get how many words people are using so much, and you figure out which words are the most used, but you can't really associate those to a particular user or something like that. It's just data that you get from it. It's, the, the issue with security, in my opinion, is when you can associate um, the two pieces of data between the, the user identification and the data that they're, they're creating. But just overall macro trends of what type of words and things like that for processing, I don't, I don't think that's too big of a security, but there definitely yeah. is an underlying tone that people do need to be vigilant about it. Yeah. And these, are areas that, these are areas that I'd love to see BlackBerry partner to help bring solutions to the table. You know, Firefox seems to be focusing a lot on trying to like secure the internet against against obviously the likes of Google and their whole service model and revenue platform. I, I just would like to see BlackBerry kind of leverage the assets that they do have. I know Seeking Alpha did an, an article about BlackBerry really not having a lot of security patents to back up what they're going to be doing to the future. I really don't agree. I think it also comes in line with expertise comes with their legacy and their heritage in this industry, literally starting out the mobile world and bringing information and, and kind of communication to the mobile. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential for them to kind of expand that out a, a lot broader than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Did you guys see that the passport actually is restocked in Chop Blackberry? Yeah. <laughs> it's been there for it's been there for a minute. They actually put out some promo videos, actually kind of starting what seems to be that work wide campaign. Did any of you guys happen to watch that those videos? Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about them? I was like, I thought they were good. I, I wasn't like ooh ah like. I was turned off by one dude. Which did one? Did you see? Did you see the one where the the guy was sitting there? And the lady was sending out an email saying, like, local place gets funding or whatever. Like, And it's like, you can use this to snoop or whatever. I don't, like, that was a little weird to me that she's sitting there with her passport and trying to overhear this converse, this business conversation and writes about it. I found that a little strange. But other than that, they were fine. It just seems kind of do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I don't, I don't know any journalist outside of, like, TMZ who's, who's actually doing something like that. But... Yeah. But, but hey. they had to save on research and development because they spent <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but honestly, like it did in the same tone. It showed you exactly what it needed to show you. Yeah. In, in yeah. a race to actually communicate and get that message out there, Passport has you covered. That tactile yeah. feel and really having the physical keys is really what's going to allow you to have the agility and nimbleness to be able to get these messages across quickly. And in an industry like journalism, when you can get that message out faster... It, it does mean you're at the top of the hill for getting kind of that SEO value and or, you know, the print media coverage. So uh, I like the other one, showing off the maps. That seems like a classic one that they're showing yeah. off a lot that you can just yeah. see more with the bigger picture. Uh, is that something you guys want to see on TV? I personally thought they were a little bit too simple for TV. Yeah, too what laid it, back. It's not really going to draw anybody for it, you know. Right. It's nice for, for us who we know what it does. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah, we know what they're talking about. But that's not going to pull somebody in, I don't think. You know, yeah. not, not to that level. Not the level right. they need. Yeah. And, and when the, the Passport launched, they had a great video from the design teams behind the Passport. And it's like, that's what I want to see. Something like that on TV. Yeah. Like, tell me why you built the Passport. You know? well, it's it's, like, yeah. that video. it's like that one commercial they had where it's like, our technology is used yeah. in spaceships and, and in the fastest trains around the world. And it's like right to the palm of your hand. There's this one commercial yeah. around the time when BB10 launched, but they didn't actually put it on anywhere. It was just like online, some like on their website or something, but wasn't actually on TV or like in any ads or anything. And like I saw it, and I was like blown away. Like gave me goosebumps. But yeah. then they put people were getting like, cheered. Yeah. Yeah, but then you put in then in the in the halftime show they put in one where like I don't know things are blowing up. Like, it's like duckies, weird. lots of rubber duckies. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it's like they're not like they're not too far off from having like a good commercial. I think they just need to the like a TV commercial is very different than what you want from like an online commercial. Because when someone's on your website, they have more time to spend because they're yeah. already looking at your products. They kind of see. And, and take that extra one or two minutes to, to watch commercials, whereas on a TV, you kind of need to condense it into a smaller space. And it's, it's interesting. Let's. I'd be interested to see if this new uh, marketing company they have coming in now can really do some effective TV marketing because that's that seems to be some place that they've kind of had some issues with, especially since the BB10 launch. Yeah. Maybe they'll do it with the classic. And and you know we've brought it up a lot in the past, like. Why doesn't BlackBerry finally take a hit at their legacy devices? Like, not, I, you know, say, like, these were great then, but, like, look what we have now, because so many people are still stuck that legacy is BlackBerry. And this would be a perfect opportunity. Like, for those of you still on the curve or the 9900, 
like check out this classic. Like I don't know. But yeah, that's what's going on. Pretty. That's what I see a lot. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people about it. Um, a lot of people say, well, you know what? And I said it last last time I was on upstream. People who don't like the passport because of the size, automatically okay. Somebody who knows about the classic, somebody who's selling it. Okay, well, you got the classic that's coming out next month. Oh, what's that? It's like the bold, but like revolutionized, right? That's that's basically what it's looking like. And I'm telling you, there's people with 9700 still. There's people with 9900, 98,000. I mean, it. There's already a, a base waiting for it for legacy. And I'm pretty sure BlackBerry is going to do a good job of nailing, nailing those legacy users. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yep. Yeah. The diehards. Yeah. Kim Kardashian. I'd like to see more. Kim Kardashian. Wow. No, I'd like to see more. You know the advertisement, like you know with BBM and and the new features that you know the the latest update that BBM has brought. Uh, what is it like? The boss is titled the boss, and that is it's. At the same time, it's kind of serious because he's he's being pretty much uh, just blatant and blunt, and straight to the point. What the features uh, are new, what new features are to uh, BBM at the moment, right? And then it kind of has this sense of humor of him like dashing across, you know, the desk and grabbing his own uh, his boss's phone. Like that's something that you can put on TV. But you yeah. also want to see, uh, you know, those commercials as James mentioned that shows the inspiration behind the development of the devices and creating these devices and what it really has uh, inspired them to put, you know, each build, like the the build of the phone, you know, the eye, or the still uh, eye beams on the side of the uh, passport and um, what has really inspired them to do such. Because, and, and when you think of, like, uh, when you watch that clip and um, of them speaking of such, it really reminds you of what Apple did when they um, had done the commercial with Joni Ive. And I don't know if, it wasn't iPhone 6, I want to say it was the 5S. And he was talking about, you know, what inspired him to really do this and what got his team behind trying to create this new device and such. So there's similar, uh, the similarities there, but when it comes down to it, does BlackBerry really have the money to spend towards speaking on what the inspiration behind the device was. No, because they have to spend their money is what's going to get you to get the device. Once you start buying the device, then I can start giving you commercials that's saying what our inspiration was behind building the device. Because then that's what people want to know is, I love this device. What what made them even think of this? And that's cool. But you have to start getting the product in your hand. You have to start getting the devices and the software and things in the nature of your hand. So you have to give them something that's serious but has a, a sense of humor. It's not like too much over the top. Because talking back to like the, the the Super Bowl commercial, you know, as BlackBerry loyalists and fans, and you know, our anticipation for you know a BB10, we were so excited to wait it, to see this commercial when it happened. I don't even think there was not one heart that wasn't disappointed because looking at it, you're like, are you fucking serious? Like, I was, <laughs> we waited I was all this so, time for the so pumped for that man. I was, it's like you you we waited all this time to really put you know showcase this new OS, mm-hmm. and you give us something that makes sense at all. It like makes no sense whatsoever. Till this day it still puzzles my mind. What were you getting across? I don't even get it. I'm just trying to drive people to the website to get more information, but it's like people watching TV 
like they don't like to just jump on the internet. Oh, like this this commercial is intriguing. I'm gonna go run on my computer and look up more information. Like people really aren't doing that yet. People are so. stupid. That's what it is. You you have to. Um, and I don't. <laughs> it's not to you know. That's how you really feel. <laughs> people are dumb. It's like you know, if, for real. If you don't put it in your face, like this is what it is. This is what it does. Go get it. People don't. They're not. They don't care. Yeah. They're not attracted to it because. Today's opinions are so influenced by other opinions. No one has their own. They don't have their own opinion anymore. That's what social media is too. So. That is why Warren has an iPhone. Slow crack of the week. Crack of the week. <laughs> That's the thing with social media. If if James posts something and he says, "Man, I think BlackBerry is this, that, and third, and I agree. I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Then I say, it, "People are like, damn, that's a good point." That's their <laughs> opinion has now. Been it's now twenty other people's opinion who have no clue who James is because that's what social media has done. That's what, what? television and media has done nowadays. So you you, now, <laughs> you now have to really just make a statement like off the bat. You have to make a statement off the bat that catches eyes, that catches ears, and intrigues people to really want to have more. Mm-hmm. That's sure. what HTC tried. Yep. I tried to. If you guys seen the commercial, it said, yeah. Yeah. "Do you have a mind of your own, or do you are you following everybody and else?" It, and, it, and it's great, but at the same time, it's almost too serious because if you uh, add a little stick of humor on it, it kind of gets people, you know, tickled about it a little bit and and really want to get into it more. Then cool, yeah. but it's like serious. So your that, that audience that the commercial is trying to reach is very limited now. So. Sucks. Yeah, like does does the humor like it, me for me at least when I see a commercial that had humor in it, I don't mind watching it a few times. Like if it comes on, it's not like I get up and go grab pop or whatever the heck I was going to do. Um, that's what the humor does for me. So I think humor is important in a in a TV commercial that will be replayed over and over and over. Well, it's important for you know a certain you know demographic. You know what I mean? That's that's one of the things you have to look at. And, and since they had no Clue as to which direction they were really going to go for. Were they really yeah, going for consumers true. when BB10 was yeah, made, yeah, yeah. Um, or were true. they really going to try to still capture enterprise? And clearly, they weren't going for enterprise in that sense. No. You know, while while the core aspect of security was there, and it was the only one that was approved, um, you know, by the DoD and all, but you know, the rest of the features that made the, the legacy OS so good just were never there. You know, that's that's the big problem that the original OS uh, you know had with it, but. Maybe 10.3 will get us there, Kev. Maybe we'll we'll start it, it seeing will. that. It will, and and honestly, I think I, I don't I don't really want to see them waste their money on crazy advertisements for the Passport or even for the Classic. Mm. To be very honest with you, I don't think so because I think those are going to be the ones that are geared only towards enterprise anyway. Right. You know, they're not they're gonna they're gonna receive all that info and all the perks through a totally different type of channel. You know, it's not going to be through the media. Well, the good thing about BlackBerry is, is that their the, the their consumers is their advertisement, and they have consumers like no other. Not just because they're BlackBerry consumers, but because when you're a consumer of BlackBerry, like you're actually, I want to say you're you're a true mobile user. You're you're using the device for a reason because it's doing something for you. It's it's uh, giving you that productivity that you need. So when you look at BlackBerry. And they're loyalists, and yeah, they don't spend millions of dollars on advertising things of that nature. One, because they really can't afford to. Apple and Microsoft and these other companies, they do because if you ask their consumers, what do you know about your device? What does your device do to you? They're like, I don't know. I just like it. 
and I got it because they got iPhones, or I got it because it's the latest Samsung Galaxy, and that's pretty much it. But if you ask a BlackBerry, you know, consumer, they're gonna tell you it's it, it helps me, you know, be more productive. The hub, they can inform you on the hub. They can inform you on security. They can inform you on, uh, you know, messaging. They can tell you about each device and what each device does for you, in and out. So that's one good thing that you get. And when people that are BlackBerry consumers as well are pushing it like, oh, you know what? It, it may not be available on AT&T right now, but, hey, it's right now. It's always, like, every time it restocks on Amazon, people are just saying it, like, left and right. You'll see it in the forums, like, BlackBerry. And you have all the fanboy sites that are posting left and right. You know, that's one good thing about it. So you, you yeah. got to appreciate that. I mean, I think I, I think I've got to you know defend the other platforms a little more. You know, as, as, yes, I'm a BlackBerry user. Yes, I love the the BlackBerry operating system for communication purposes and multitasking and efficiency, security, all those things. That is my main focus on that. But what the other pro, the other platforms do very well is they do communicate in their own little aspects when it is for the media, when it is for those other aspects of of the services that cater to the consumer. They're in touch with everything that they do, be it, you know, musical engineering type of applications for, you know, different type of systems altogether. They're firmly integrated in that. They're firmly integrated in health as it is right now. And they've been doing that for quite some time. BlackBerry is trying to get in that and make it more efficient. They're trying to make this far better. You know, it's, it's actually seeing them do a different role for a change where, you know, you've seen Apple constantly coming in and trying to just take somebody else's glory and say, oh, well, I'm just going to refine this and make it better. Right. And Let's see, I, I rebuttal that a little bit, Kevin, because <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it Apple, is it the other companies, or is it developers who use their software that puts them in those positions? Let's, well, I mean, if those, if those developers are exclusive to Apple and they're exclusive to... But not necessarily, Android. though, because you can take... Let's take the Beats deal, for example, right? Beats was in everywhere in terms of music. Apple seen it and wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But you look at the software that Apple has out there and that it being in the music world, it's because developers take their software or use their hardware and say, I can use this and put it there. And then once Apple sees that it's getting a lot of attention, that's when they put their hands in the pot. See, Apple, they, they really don't even care. Like they, they don't care because they know they have people that are going to do it for them. And once it becomes big, then they start putting dollars to it. Nah, in regards to Beats, that's one musical aspect. That's one certain company. Apple was created from, you know, for for musicians and for artists. That's what you're looking at. The iPhone, the iPads, the Macs, those were created from the ground up for designers, for mm-hmm. artists, and musicians. They right. cater to those things. That's built within there. Just like security is catered directly, you know, BlackBerry is catered directly to security. It's in their DNA. That's in their DNA. Multimedia okay. is all in Apple. That's what they're created and, for. And with, and with MP3, when Napster was putting their foot on people's necks, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when Apple said they're on. That's when Apple said they're on to something. We like what they're doing. So instead of doing it illegally, we'll just charge people for it because we know that the future is going to go there. That's when they start putting dollars in, and that's what I'm speaking in terms of not just Apple because they're not the only ones to do it. Of course, Google has done it in, in in so many terms of aspects. One thing I can kind of you know tip my hat to Google for is because they really, when they see something, they kind of catch it from the beginning, and then they pour a lot of dollars into it, like them. Uh, taking maps, like Google, what they've done with Google Maps is really, I think it's kind of like an underrated um, effort that I feel like Google is really giving. Like, because 
they really like a lot of people, you know, take pictures okay. and put it there so people can see these things. When you do like Google Earth and such, mm -hmm. like the effort that Google's put there, that's something that I feel like is genuine from a company. In terms yeah. of Apple, I really feel like Apple has never done nothing that is truly genuine. And I don't think it's been there since Steve Jobs has left. I really you also have to look at it in the sense of Google also took decided to take the initiative of just snapping pictures of people's houses for the address locations <laughs> right on the roads. That's not something yeah. to really be too proud of. I mean, with their, that's hey, but who literally breaking the Fourth Google. Amendment from the get go. Who doesn't go on Google Earth though and look at their house though? Like, damn, it is. My house. <laughs> you know, so like everybody. Does. I think I think people do. <laughs> like, who isn't excited to see themselves? Yeah, on exactly. Google Maps? Yeah. Like, damn, who's that outside? Like. Oh, there, I, there I am raking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Like two years ago, it's <laughs> like your old car in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, but but honestly, when we when we look at the whole landscape, there is so much going on, and there's such a big market that needs to be addressed. There are consumer features. There's enterprise features. And there is a segue between where productivity and things like that need to be addressed on both sides, you know? Yeah. Enterprisers are consumers at the end of the day. You know, they go home and they watch Netflix. You know, these are real people. They're not robots who just sit at work all day grinding. You know, they're people. And BlackBerry, and BlackBerry needs to realize that I can go to work, be productive, kick kick ass, be secure, but then go home and set up a DJ show and you know and all that stuff. People have a duality, and BlackBerry needs to cater to both sides. Obviously, you have that focus on that core user base. But you know, people have a duality to them. Not everyone's just single-minded, single-tracked. And BlackBerry seem to be trying to play both sides and ultimately failing. So at least if they can say we got this the enterprise and corporate side down, then maybe we can look back at the consumer side to see how we can bring our DNA and enhance that field. I'm excited to see kind of where it will go. But let's move on. Let's talk about the NS the XNSA lawyer. Who's talking shit about BlackBerry? About okay, th this is the worst headline I've ever re read. It was something to the, to the effect of encryption is why BlackBerry failed. And it, yeah. when you read that up front, it's so incorrect. <laughs> it, so it's, it's underlying a fact that you know BlackBerry's encryption is what led to them being unsuccessful. When that's absolutely the opposite. <laughs> the opposite is true. Well, yeah. off my that's why he's a former NSA lawyer, okay? Like, he's former NSA lawyer. That's, that's why he's not there anymore, okay? Because library is too encrypted. The, the article, this article sounded like a threat. It was like, Apple, Google, don't use encryption or you're going to end up like BlackBerry. It's like, but they have to because there are real security threats happening on those platforms. Right. Yeah, but that, you know? that's, that goes back to something we've been saying for a long time. I mean, right. this, it's, it is, in a sense correct that, at least in theory, if you're going to go with this whole conspiracy theory, the two U.S. companies, you got your Apple, you got your Google, you have those guys there that are clearly, clearly easily accessible, to say the least. They're the most easily hacked out of those platforms on there, okay? And BlackBerry being that outside company does not have to comply with those same type of stringent restrictions that the NSA does provide, that they place on those other companies and the carriers. So if the carrier is not going to want to deal with the NSA because they're clearly U.S. carriers, those companies, those mobile companies, are not going to want to deal with the NSA because they're also having to, to, to respond right. and 
and comply accordingly. BlackBerry does not, and so because they're unwilling to go ahead and compromise that, that encryption and the security, I can see where that does come into play, but that's not a reason for them to fail. That should actually be the very reason for them to succeed. And it's the very reason draw, they need to exist. You exactly. Know? That's they what should actually to. draw the consumers to be like, okay, hold on a sec. They didn't want to give up the security. Absolutely. Yeah, this is the company I can file. These are the guys that I can put my money into. What's that? They can still go ahead and utilize these Android applications securely? Sure, I'll go ahead and I'll do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just definitely one of the, the things that should really be looked at. And, and people wonder where BIS went, why BlackBerry would give up such a lucrative business model. It's because the NSA. It's because of carriers. They're like, we are moving away from that. We are looking toward consumerization. We're, we're looking away from what BlackBerry was really doing at the time back when BIS was a prevalent uh, service revenue platform for them, when the NOCs were a value addition to the carriers, before we had LTE speeds and data became a, a commodity, you know, when compression and, and the security was really a value add for customers looking for things like that. And again, that was back in the days before you had 10-year-olds with iPhones, you know, <laughs> playing Angry Birds and God knows what else on their devices. So, you know, I'm glad that the um, BlackBerry's COO actually stepped up and, and Marty Beard, and he was actually like, that's a load of hogwash. Uh, our encryption is the very reason why we will be successful into the future because security is going to be an underli underlining you know, facet of what we have and what we do going forward. Again, it's going to be something that increases value and importance as we look forward here. So I'm glad that they're speaking up about it. These are things that the media would just get away with years ago, and now BlackBerry is putting a foot down and actually speaking against them. So I'm glad at least to see that. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad to see them doing that as well. I mean, they, they have to really stand up and really showcase what it is that they're the best at in this entire market. So by all means, go get them. It's good because, like, when they come back, they actually have, like, actual substance to throw back. It's not like when the black phone guy, like, kind of came back and it was kind of like, no, like, you're still, it's, you're on Android. It's still not the same as if you're, like, a totally encrypted system. So, like, at least when they come back, they have some substance to throw right back in people's face and really come with a strong, you know, I guess, comeback. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it, at this point, BlackBerry has survived themselves, you know? Chen really did kind of come in, and he's like, I'm going to catch this bullet, I'm going to take it out, I'm going to heal the wound, and we're going to keep going, you know? <laughs> and you got to respect the man. He, he's obviously very well uh, versed in this kind of maneuver. He actually went on and addressed security at a website called The Hill, and he pretty much went out and said... You know, we're not a device in the 90s. We're not stuck in the past. We are looking toward the future to mobilize and reinvent not only who we are, but the connections that we can make for people. You know, back in the day, it was like, oh wow, I can get my email on a mobile device. Mind blown. What what a great thing to have. Now we're kind of looking toward the Internet of Things and, and layers and layers of platforms being connected to one another. And that's really where BlackBerry, I think, is going to see themselves as a technology company, maybe not a cell phone maker. To a degree, of course, we want to see them continue making devices, but honestly, there's a big potential for them to do a lot more as a technology company. I mean, when we look at Google, you think search, but do you think of devices? Do you think of their their Google Brain that they're making, which is a bunch of like network servers all connected with data? There's so much more to these companies these days. Yeah, did you know that when they asked Google when they initially started, 
what kind of company they are. They didn't write down that they're a search company. Like I think like legally you have to claim what type of company you are. And Google actually wrote down that they're an AI company that whether we like it or not, they are building the most powerful AI in the world. Every one of our searches is going into this knowledge base that is going to create this system that will just know everything. Like that they've seen the larger picture even from when they first existed. And it's going to catch us by surprise to the point that YouTube videos, they can actually go in there. This was like three years ago. They could go in there and they can actually find cats within the video and identify it as a cat. It sounds kind of stupid, but the fact that a computer can actually watch a video and see where the cats are, that, that's, it's not the fact where they probably are now and they don't even want to speak about it because it probably scare the shit out of us. Technology, oh, people. Facial recognition. <laughs> the amount of value that that has for Lauren is obscene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always sending her cat stuff on BB. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so we we talked about what Google's obviously invested in Alex, but let's talk about BlackBerry. Where is this 1.3 billion dollars in R&D for fiscal 2013? Where is it going? It's beautiful. Is it the passport and blend and stuff? If this is 1.3 billion dollars, I'm done. No, 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 no. Dude, dude, dude. Blend, what Project Ion. There's a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot. There's there's a lot, especially, I mean, what's his name? Oh, God. I'm trying to remember his name already. He's already gone from Marty Beard. Vivek. Vivek. Thank you, Vivek. He was talking to me over at the uh, the NYC tweet-up a while ago, and, you know, he was just hinting that the technology is out there to do these physical keyboards with the same touchscreen concept. You know, it's out there, and he's kind of just smirking at me. I was like, be serious right now, and I just I step away from it. I'm like, I'm not gonna make him try to get into it, because I'll just get tackled by the BlackBerry police, and the, you know. So, but uh, he's he's kind of just hinting at all those things. There's there's so much out there. We saw the Tactus concepts. You know, we saw those things that are supposed to be making their way. That were supposed to be making their way as of this year. They were supposed to be out. I didn't see a single one. Maybe Still waiting. Those devices. Nothing. Waiting. Nothing came out. Nope. So I mean, who knows? I mean, whether it's gonna be pushed back till next year. You know whatever it might be, but I mean, there's a lot for the research and development that's been out there, and who knows if that's something that they were really tying it into. You know, there, there's, there's plenty out there. I hope if they do bring, it's not, so, it's not like early uh, 2015, like, uh, I hope it's sometime in like, like March or April or something like that, because, I mean, they're going to have all these people who are going to be picking up the Passport and the Classic during like the Christmas, uh, Christmas season end of year, and you don't want those people to kind of feel like, you know, you don't want them returning those devices to purchase one of your other devices, right? You want them to hold on to it for a bit of time and then have other people get the new devices. I don't know. But, well, I said there's going to be right? a Passport 2 already, so it's like even if they do come out with this technology, I'm sure the Passport 2 is going to be a full physical touchscreen like this. Yeah. Like, they're probably going to always keep one of those in the line, and people, some people are always going to want it. It's like people are still legacy. Is the Passport 2 going to be, you think it's going to be the same size, or it's going to be like a Passport Mini? I don't think they're going to change it too much. I, I don't know. It's, it's just going to be one of those products that people... That love. one rumor I'm really holding on to that I hope is true is like a, a Passport Mini. That'd be awesome. Like a like same so format as the passport, but maybe just like instead of what is it now? Four point five inches? Five four point seven, I think, right? Four point seven. Five, four point five. Four point five. Yeah, maybe instead of that, maybe have it like 4. I 2. guess. Yeah, four point two or. Yeah, I could go for that. Yeah, honestly, I I don't think it's 
it's really going to make much of a difference when the other devices come out. I don't think it's going to have any kind of effect on the Passport or the Classic because those are very specific types of devices. You yeah. know, what, we, what we're expecting next year, yeah, it's that Z50. It's the old touchscreen. It's the one that, that slider. We're, we're, we're hoping for those things to be the ones that come out. That's catering to a specific crowd already. Yep. Those and guys how, are going to wind up buying. Mm. Those are the same people that have not purchased the Passport. The same guys that aren't going to purchase the Classic. How they, com- they're going to com- wait, and they're going to get those other devices. How confident are you that it's going to be a slider in view of, uh, of a full touch screen only? I'm pretty confident. I'm, I'm very confident. Because I mean, they, they said, what, 2015 is supposed to be the year that they actually start really looking towards the consumer, right? Because they already got... If you quote Chen, okay, I'm not trying to make anybody cry here. I'm, I, for one, want a Z50 really bad if it, <laughs> if it comes out. But if you quote Chen... And he recently talked to some other news article, which I I was just reading. And I'll give you guys a source later. Um, it's an article. It says, let me find it. I'm not going to build a general purpose device simply because it's a five-inch touchscreen. And he's referring to a wide array of fairly standardized touchscreen smartphones. So take that as you will. But, Say that quote one more time. Okay. I'm not going to build a general purpose device simply because it's a five inch touchscreen. That's what he said. Okay. So it's not a general purpose device. It's going to be. So, Zach, so you're kind of saying yeah. he's not going to build another Z30. It's going to have a, a twerk or a tweak, a twerk to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have a tweak to it. Like. The, the like the slide down keyboard kind of I, I think that's going to come to fruition. But like does, I, I think that's the first device you're going to see for yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know for 2015 as far as the new devices. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said already that he was you know next year that they're they're going they're going vertical. That's what he said. You know he's he's gonna they're gonna go back to the vertical realm. I think with the passport too, you'll see like small refinements, you know, possibly thinner, larger size battery. Of course the Computer, I mean, a uh, computer. The CPU is going to be faster, you know, a little bit more crisp and things of that nature. Um, might see a slight change to the keyboard and what it can do as well. But I mean, there's going to be a lot of different, you know, devices that we're going to see. I, I was just thinking back to like the glory days, and you guys remember when like the torch came out, then they had the all touch torch, and then you had the bold, and then you had the curve. Mm-hmm. These were devices that all dropped in like one year, and it was like, damn, you Blackberry on their shit at that time. But that was also the time when Blackberry was actually starting to go downhill. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to, they were trying to uh, amuse the consumer and weren't keeping up with the times. And that's what I don't want to see happen again. Of course, we want to see a, an array of devices, but we don't want to see them trying to chase the consumer so much that this this lead they're starting to gain again. I don't want to say lead, but the gap they're closing begins to open up more again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you gotta keep they gotta they gotta keep their focus. You know what I'm saying? Focused, stay on track with what they're doing. But of course, you want to see like two or three devices come next year that includes the passport. You want to see that all touch beast. But I mean, we still haven't even seen the Manitoba yet. We haven't seen the LTE version of the Z3 yet. We haven't seen a lot of things that have been said months ago. We're still waiting. So I don't see I don't think I want to see the Z three come come stateside. I do. I do because it's 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 another transitioning device and it's budget. 
as far as an attractive device, you need you need a wow factor. You know, you need something that's going to be more impressive than what these other ones we've already got here. But they're trying to pull a Samsung in the sense that they want to put a device in all the different categories just so that they have that option, right? right. And, and I get that. Right now. I get, yeah, I get the budget phone. I understand the concept of it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to more if you're talking about making a splash, you want to get something out there. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not what's going to yeah. help BlackBerry as far as, like, in, in the public eye, you know? Is mm-hmm. it going to be something yeah. that's going to help them financially? Sure, they're going to make money off of a budget phone. But... To, to really make an impression and let other people know that like, BlackBerry is back for sure. It's not something you're not going to put out the passport and bring out the classic and then drop something back down with a Z3. You're but, right. Innovation and showing that they are going to continue being innovative is something they have to keep on a yearly basis. they got to right. have that one device that says, fuck all you all-touch devices. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they, they're going back, and, and they clearly recognize that while they do have the best keyboard of the business, physical or touchscreen, whatever it is. The operating system is indeed catered to a touchscreen. That's it. I mean, it, is touch, it is touch designed for that, you know, and, yeah. and they're going to improve so much more expo- and, and exponentially in that route right. you know, going into the future, and they can still implement that touch concept like they did on the Passport with other future you know, physical keyboard hybrids. Mm-hmm. But the main concept is you have to go and continue to improve that touchscreen operating system, and that's where they're going to really wind up going. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, a smaller, weaker type of device like like a Z3 is going to be, uh, you know, the one that really stands out for anybody. I wanted to say, I think, I think one thing though, look, I'm, my bad, right now, I'm, I'm no, making short, but I definitely think, you know, BlackBerry does need to continue being innovative and um, bringing in those devices and such, but. When you have pass, I mean devices like the Passport and let's say a Z50 drops and whatever else in the BlackBerry Visa, if you will, um, when the price is too high on those devices and people are starting to you know give BlackBerry a look and be like you know hey I kind of like this but you can't necessarily afford you know those top tier devices if you have an option like the um, Z3 LTE variant, which is good in size. I mean it, it's all around it's a, it's a decent phone. Of course, the specs are going to be bumped up and things of that nature from what we've heard. Heard, uh, and you know, take that in a grain of salt. But um, I think when you have that that option, it's it's about options with it. And you know, Apple gives options, but their options come with time because they have to wait for the next device to come out. So now that that pad, the last device, it gets cheaper. That's now an option. You, ha- you want to give options from the jump, especially when you're trying to get back in the game. So if I have options from Jump Street, just as I had always said with the Z10 and the Q10, if they had launched side-by-side simultaneously and having options from Jump Street instead of having to wait it out, I think BlackBerry could have done way better in terms of numbers. But unfortunately, no. And th- I think that's something that they really want to make sure that they get right the next go-around. And, and, and we're seeing it. We're we are really seeing a really seeing a change overall. A year you know, year to date, if we look at it, the whole perception around BlackBerry has really evolved. I honestly believe this that it's not a, a revolution of oh, BlackBerry is kind of doing more of the same. People are honestly looking at BlackBerry now and, and honestly taking it seriously again. And we're seeing that with the investment from the um, Ontario Teachers Pension, which is a big pension plan over in uh, Canada. Just it's great to see huge. them get behind. They, yeah, they bought uh, millions of shares. And they used to own the uh, Maple Leafs and the Raptors, too. Which, I mean, them, like, in terms of, uh, like, winning, like, the Stanley Cup or something weren't successful, but in terms of making lots of money 
and, and having some one of the largest user base uh, fan bases. They were very successful in that during their time owning them. So and, and you guys remember when BlackBerry was for sale, and I put that in quotes because the price, like honestly, the price to sell BlackBerry for, like I I can't see it going for six billion. I can't see it going for ten billion. I can't see it going for fifteen billion. I honestly think with patents. Everything included, when you look at what Motorola sold for, which was like $16 billion, like, you got to put BlackBerry in. sold for? Right, like, BlackBerry, I'm thinking like $30 billion. They might have been like, all right, bye, you know? <laughs> Our investors would be happy at that point. But, but, you know, back on topic here. When we look at them getting behind and BlackBerry in that sale period, there were rumors that Canada in the government, the pension plans, were going to come and bail BlackBerry out, you know? They were going to be the ones to buy BlackBerry. And it's like that has happened, but more in a we're going to invest in support rather than overtake and control. So it's just good to see that a lot of those conversations that were had are still being developed and worked on. So, mm -hmm. again, it's great to see the support, obviously, from a huge supporter there in the region. Again, Chen's like we got to own our, our own backyard if we want to take over any other parts of the world. So uh, just positive uh, – Positive backer, absolutely. And, and just to expand on this, they are a teacher's pension plan, so I mean, they do need to, you know, they're not in the, nobody's, in, when they invest, nobody's in the, the business business of losing money, but I mean, this is pension money for a whole bunch of teachers that when they uh, retire, that investment, the disinvestment uh, pension plan is going to go to pay them and stuff, so I mean, like, having a pension plan invest in your company is a pretty big vote of confidence for for your future prospects and, and where they foresee you going in, in the next coming months or years. Right. They they seem to definitely believe in a long-term turnaround for BlackBerry and, and, and a serious one at that. So as you said, Brandon, absolutely good to see. Um, let's move on to – we're getting to these really passe topics right now. Let's talk about a red passport, guys. <laughs> um, I, I, I saw this – I'm on Amazon – I don't know why I was looking at trying to purchase another passport, but <laughs> um, I'm on there, and I'm looking at the color options, and they've got red, and they've got white listed on pre-order for December the 25th. And I put that out there. I'm like, is this real life? <laughs> and, this is, and, and to be quite honest, uh, as a, a full disclosure up front, weeks beforehand, right as Passport was coming out, we had heard, and I'm talking about like all the major blogs, we all had heard that BlackBerry was going to be bringing a red and a white variant. We didn't know when. We didn't know whether it was official, but we had heard talks that this was something that was going to happen. So the listing on Amazon for the red passport has been removed. The white remains on pre-order, available $6.99. In the article, I put $5.99, but it's actually $6.99, $100 over the, the initial price for U.S. And the white is still available, but the red has been removed Amazon may have actually just ruined that surprise for everyone because everyone hopped on that news and put it out there. But would you guys like to see a red passport, limited availability, limited quantities? Does the exclusivity of the color alone quantify the extra price and the weight for which you'd have to uh, you know, go through to actually have the device? You know, I think, I think like when you add more to a device because it's a certain color is – it's pretty retarded. I mean, it, it, because, don't get me wrong, you know you're going to make a little bit more money on the back end because people are going to want that specific color, but to add another 100 to it, I, I hope it's just mainly for purposes because Amazon just wants to see a bit more of a profit 
on it, not just because it's a red device, not just okay. white devices, and so, and so on and so forth. But I mean, I like it nonetheless. I want to see what it looks like. Of course, you hear red and you're like, yeah, that's pretty dope. But you want to see what it looks like first. But you know, in terms of adding more, um, you know, of a price tag on on the inside, I mean, you don't want to. You just hope it's not because it's a red device. That's that's pretty stupid. Put it in the toilet. Yes. No. What? <laughs> Was that English? You got, you got to mute. You got to mute, guys. <laughs> what about the toilet? No, I'm just kidding. That's hilarious. <laughs> honestly, though, what I've heard about the red. Passport so far is that it is going to be a little bit of a darker color. So um, let me reach over here, pull out well, the they red. Could, they could pull off like a Project Red thing, and then like consumers would just eat that up, you know? Yeah. Just be like, oh man. Project and I like red. I, I, I like you said that, Brandon. Like Project Red is 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 um, a product. Well, excuse me, not product project, but Product Red is is really dope that Apple does mm-hmm. that with certain like accessories and things like that. That is cool because that's something. You're not just buying it, you know what I'm saying, because he's ready to buy it. Those are good calls, you know, yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty dope, you know what I'm saying. I would like to, to see, you know, BlackBerry get involved in that because there's other companies other than Apple that actually does that, but Apple is mm-hmm. an advocate of it. So yeah. I, I would definitely like to see BlackBerry, like, do a Project Red device. Mm-hmm. Like, now, was, it, was anybody able to see whether or not that, that red passport that was on Amazon actually had anything different other than, you know, maybe additional storage or something like that before it was taken away? Or? Nope. All, all the only difference was it was the same passport listing, only it was choose color. That was the only difference. Yeah. So it'll likely be the very same device. What we've heard so far is that the device, if it were to come to market, if they actually decide to you know, sign on the dotted line and make it an official production device, that it would be a little bit darker than the candy red we were used to on the LE Z10 device. So it would be a little bit darker, and it has a little bit of a, meta- a tiny bit of a metallic hue going across the device. Habkirk did a really good post on it, very close to what it will actually resemble. If it will it be glossy or matte? It'll be glossy. It'll have a little bit of a metallic look to it. Just, glossy just was, the glossy is really nice on the uh, LE Z10. I have one, but no, I've got a Z30 now, so I don't use it as much. But that Z10 with the uh, with the red glossy finish it is quite beautiful. It's quite you know when I had it for when I started when I was using it, people automatically their eyes were drawn to it. People were asking me about it. I think if they come out with like a passport like that. The size on the passport alone is going to draw people's attention, but having people with a red passport or a bright white passport or stuff like that, it doesn't only provide options to users, but also allows BlackBerry and the brand to get noticed more by other people, right? Black is a very you know subtle color that people don't really pay much attention to because pretty much all devices come in black. But once you add in those different colors, people start noticing and people start asking people how they like that device and, and, and then the conversation starts like that. That's why Lauren's hair is pink. I mean... Exactly. <laughs> so that when she goes to the bar, guys will like have a topic to start. <laughs> conversation. Yeah, the once in a blue moon when I go to the bar. <laughs> blue moon. Uh-huh, that's funny because that's our rival. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I honestly do think they will bring a red to the market and the white. We, we're not going to get a blue, so no U.S. colors apparently, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
do think they will bring that that passport over. Whether it will be a massive quantity, it probably be very very limited production runs of the device. For Verizon, it's going to be the red passport for Verizon to match their colors, right? Hey, uh, someone have some faith here. I can't imagine. I can't I'll imagine how many people want like I can't, like honestly. I think red. It's like a flashy yeah. color, maybe for younger people. But in terms of a mass adoption, like a mass, yeah, adoption, I, 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 I don't want. think many people. I think a lot of people would rather be more conservative with a white or a, a black. So yeah, I think James is on, or or you might be right too with Verizon. It could be a special. No, I I don't think they do that. I'm totally joking. I, I doubt they would do that. You can't, you can't say AT and T exclusive and then say, oh, but but, AT, but Verizon has a special. No, no, they don't think it's exclusive for the black one. Sure you can. Like, with the yeah. torch, when the torch came out, they had all the colors on. There was an exclusive. You had your red ones, you had your silver, and you had your white. So it's not it's not a far fetched idea. The, those were the days where the carriers had some fucking respect for BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah. Now the U.S. carriers, I, I don't know what they're doing, man. It's like they don't even want to give BlackBerry. I, I, just the fact that AT and T accidentally pushed ten dot three dot one, like. What are you doing? Do you yeah, think one day they're all gonna come back to Blackbear, and Blackbear is gonna be like acting like the Godfather. He's gonna be like, "You disrespected me, and <laughs> now <laughs> you want me to bring my device to your company, <laughs> like shit like that." Yeah. <laughs> that was like the, the most god awful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're just messing, Brandon. Man, that is the end of upstream. There you go. <laughs> we're almost there. We are almost toward the end, guys. The last thing we have to talk about right now is BlackBerry Classic and some rumors. This is rumors, and I'm going to have to put this on the Twitter sphere so people can like <gasps> gasp about it. But <gasps> Let me type it up. BlackBerry Classic. Hold on. I can't type it all. BlackBerry Classic Verizon Exclusive. What would you guys feel about that if the BlackBerry Classic stateside was a Verizon exclusive? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very bad. Gay. Gay. Why? Makes no sense. Why? If, they, if, if they come in at a $400 price range, it, or it, potentially even lower, if they come in at a good price range, again, this device is going to be one built by Foxconn. Guys, guys yes. remember last time Verizon had a BlackBerry <laughs> exclusive? No one heard about it. Never <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Pepperidge Farms remembers what happened. One thing I can say, and, and you, Brandon, is mentioning that. One thing I say about AT and T when they do an exclusive with a device, they actually market it and they, you know, actually put it out there. Like even with the Fire Phone, they put it out there. They they really did put it out there. It did nothing, but they put it out there. But and we're talking. Where's the exclusive right now? Like AT&T has exclusive, and they have no AT&T has exclusive, but they haven't even like announced it. Well, yeah, that's on BlackBerry though. BlackBerry has to announce. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Why wouldn't BlackBerry announce that this our new device is going to be on AT&T? You understand what I'm saying? Like even BlackBerry announced that their Z30 was going to be an exclusive on Verizon. Verizon. They already did announce it though. They they announced it at 
immediately after no, announcing the passport. When it's gonna, when the release is gonna be like it's uh, gonna be available on this day. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's, that's not up to BlackBerry though. That is definitely up to AT and T. Yeah, that's, they need to do the care testing. And, and and here's the thing: if they delivered on the 24th when Passport came out to AT and T, uh -huh. they would have had to have 10.3 go through all that testing. Why? Because right. then that's gonna throw off the 10.3.1 release well, for D10 and all the devices. I think it's kind of half and half though because of course, uh, as you mentioned, Kev, like it's totally up to AT&T. Yeah, but in in a sense, it's also up to BlackBerry too because BlackBerry has, has to make sure that they have the devices to give to AT&T. Clearly, they haven't even had the devices to have on their own, so you can't give it to AT&T yet. So when they can go to AT&T and say, we have enough in stock, we want you to start pushing these devices out because you're going to go to 100 stores across the um, hundreds of stores across the country, it's time to get it out there. Then AT&T can say, okay, we're going to do it on this date. Do you, do, you think, do you think that it's BlackBerry not having a stock or ability to stock them? Because they clearly have. I don't think it has. I think, I think BlackBerry was scared to put a lot in stock, and they don't want to do the same thing they did with the Z10. Why would I make a bunch of devices that I don't know what it's going to do? This well, is my. But on that note, BlackBerry does have relevant data to know where they need to put the stock. That's the thing. We live in a day and age where they get all the data and they know exactly which cities, which stores. They sell the most blackberries, and, and that's where they need to put the stock in. So, like, for instance, if you're in the middle of nowhere and, like, no one has a blackberry, it's, it's not an economic center like New York or Los Angeles or something where, you know, you're not going to have big enterprises. Right. Maybe blackberries shouldn't focus on that, but they definitely have the information and the data to know where they should be putting that stock. So they might not have enough stock to fill the entire United States, every store in the States, mm -hmm. but the key thing is if they can get it into those few cities where where they have a high you know a high population so they can get lots of people to use in high enterprise users right there i mean that's half the battle right there that's that's pretty much their bread and butter that they need to focus on right now at least but when you write out a game plan for your next fiscal year we're not talking about 2 to 3 months we're talking about your entire fiscal year mm -hmm. plan from the jump that you're going to sell these devices from this perspective for this amount of time, and then we're gonna see, we're gonna see what it does, and then we're gonna say, okay, we're gonna go to AT and T. We've already had in mind that we're gonna go to AT and T with the device, and we're gonna give them X amount of devices and see what it does. There's an option A, there's an option B. If it does well, then we boost up the amount of devices that we start cranking. If not, then we're gonna kick back in terms of what we're putting over there in terms of AT and T, and start putting more in terms of what we put in shoplayer.com and so on and so forth. So it's kind of hard to really put a finger on exactly where they're at because, like I said, they have to, you're a billion dollar corporation, you have to plan out for an entire fiscal year of what your game plan is going to be. Mm -hmm. up and because they're, creating their own, they're creating the demand. Right. They're limiting their stock purposely and creating the demand. So they're not going to go over it. It's something that they're, they're doing purposely because it's going to look terrible if they want to go and over on a device that is yet, it's a polarizing device. You know, that's that's one of the best descriptions for the Passport. It's certainly a polarizing device. doesn't mean it's bad. doesn't mean it's the best device on the planet. But it is something that people are going to sit and they may hesitate to pick this up. Because right. they're not going to go out and just make tons and tons and thousands and, and of these devices just to have them on, on stock. And even if it's just to be on shopblackberry.com, they're not going to do that. So what they're going to wind up doing is they're clearly going to have this, this conversation with AT&T, which they've already had. It is exclusive with them. They're the only U.S. carrier to do it from everything that they've stated already. Right. Okay, so they're they're already there. They know that deal is in place. 
It's just a matter of when AT&T is feeling that the device is ready, the software is up to par with what they want to do on their network, and from that point, they're going to set it up for the holidays for, for the best time to release it. They're going to try to put themselves in the best situation to make the most money. No, I, really I, I always felt like they, they should have put it out right by the holiday season, you know, because that's when devices start selling. That's when people are utilizing those upgrades. People, these kids want the new devices. Adults want new devices, so on and so forth. We're all kids I, at heart, Darius. All kids at heart. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just like I really feel like BlackBerry really didn't want to lose out when it came to making the, uh, the passport. And a lot of people be like, well, I think they purposely, you know, shorted themselves in terms of saying we're out of stock and things like that. So they, that was a part of that marketing scheme. I don't really think it was. I really don't think it was. I think they said we're going to do this amount of them. Let's see where it goes. It sold out. And I think they did. I think the device did better than they even expected themselves, to be honest with you. I really think it did. Um, and which is why, you know, it would be in stock. And then uh, the, the numbers were crazy in terms of like as soon as it's stock, everybody was on it. Like. You can't tell me that that's not past your expectations, or you're doing that on purpose. Two hundred thousand devices in two hours. Like not yeah, even that. that as soon as you put it on your your site, it sold out in two hours. Like right. But there were about two hundred about two hundred thousand devices that that's, that were sold out. Yeah. From all, all those those platforms or the, those uh those outlets. I mean, if we if we, if we look at it, if we look at it from a financial standpoint. If two hundred thousand devices went out in two hours, let's say, even in a, even in a week, like it doesn't time yeah. is time is relative. Interstellar mm -hmm. taught me that today. But <laughs> um, two two hundred thousand devices at let's say an outright price of five hundred bucks, which I know Canada had to pay more. Blase, blase. That's a million dollars right there, right there. I hear that, that's that's substantial. That's that gives them a good forecast for for production down the line. It's like all right. Now we, now we can tailor this, and, and I do think that it, both of you are correct on this, that it is part of the marketing scheme to keep it limited, but also very conservative from the get-go that they don't want a Z10 repeat. So I agree with both of you on that. I think you guys are absolutely correct. Will, will we, yeah, go run out. Go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, because um, I was just sitting back listening to you guys very carefully analyzing. You know. <laughs> um, but, I'm, I mean, you guys are right. Not gonna spoil and rain on your party, but there's a lot more things that go on in the background, which would not would make you rethink what you guys said. Because really, what goes on is BlackBerry makes the devices, the carriers buy the devices, the right. carrier chooses which stores get a certain amount of stock, right? So when because I, I I have to deal with it myself, so. Um, one store, for instance, can't give specifics. One store runs out. And then the store asks me, "Where? Well, where's the stock? And then I can't call BlackBerry and say, oh, where's the stock? Because it's not BlackBerry's responsible for feeding the, the store stock. It's their distribution, right? right? So you're looking back at the carrier distributor or distribution center. And then if the distributor doesn't have any stock, then you're looking at BlackBerry, right? Yeah. So... Where that disconnect happens is is a key thing at looking at how a device sells and that demand, right? But 100%. Um, they went conservative, and I'm happy they did. And I'm pretty sure they did. They pretty much smashed that freaking launch. <laughs> yeah. My bad. 
You heard it here, folks. Blackberry smashed that bit. <laughs> I'm interested to see how the momentum keeps up. I know people are like, the classic was delayed or whatever, but it just makes sense. It's like, why are you going to put a devi another device out a month later and hurt your sales for the device that still is trickling into the market, you know? You know the, the only thing that mystifies me with the classic is that, like... I, I just don't understand, like, why it's taking so long to come out. Because back in April, Chen was like, if I could have it out next month, I'd have it out next month. I, I want to get it out as quickly as possible. And it's kind of like... Software. I see what it's coming. It's coming with a trackpad and stuff. And, like, I guess the new OS. And I'm just like... Uh, I just... I don't know. Maybe Alex has some insights into why it's why it's taking so long. Because what I what I can see is that maybe it was just the software portion that was taking so long. But in terms of the hardware, I'm not I'm not sure really uh, why why it need to be delayed so much. I do. You have why? To. Why we know? Go ahead. Yeah. Let me just uh, put my two cents in or my five cents. Um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> 25 um, cents. Don't undervalue your cost. <laughs> You're 0.98 American cents. <laughs> Almost on par. Almost on par. <laughs> um, the real reason is... I don't know. What we can always guess. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> we can always guess, but... Um, the more I'm, you know. I'm pretty sure it's a software thing. Right. Um, considering Foxconn is making it, which I learned about this week from you guys, um, if Foxconn was able to get the Z3, the Z3 out that fast, I'm pretty sure they got the the classic hardware out and ready. But um, getting that trackpad and that BlackBerry button and everything um, to work and really work with the touchscreen. I mean, if you think about that kind of work that they have to put in mm -hmm. to change the OS, that's actually a lot of work. Great. So I'm pretty but sure it's a software thing. Pretty at the sure. Same, at the same time, though, I mean, the uh, the passport does have the the touchpad, and I mean, they, I it mean, does they not have function at all. Like that only functions in function two places. Well, yeah, you guys must have the passport. It's a marketing gimmick. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like you could scroll up and down lists, but like the classic, it's actually going to highlight the list item. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it it's really BlackBerry 10 or BB10. It was built for touchscreen devices, and that's very apparent. Seeing as it came from the Playbook, which I've totally separate software, but the idea of QNX operating system has been an all-touch device. So then, when they weren't even going to make a classic, when people when when the idea of a classic came up after the Z10 kind of flopped and the Q10 wasn't going over so well, when they said, hey, we're going to make a device that has a trackpad, everyone was like, what, are you crazy? Like, blah, 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 blah. So they weren't even planning on making a device like this. Mm -hmm. So the operating system was not built at all for that in mind. Mm -hmm. So it's so difficult to retrofit something like that into an operating system. I, actually, they want to get it perfect. I'm glad you brought that up about the operating system because uh, I think it was this week that there was something on developer on the developer blog for BlackBerry where they were talking about some of the how the classic buttons and tool belt will function, right? Were yeah, you, I watched were the, you able to read? Yeah. yeah, I watched the webcast. What did you think of it? It, it? it didn't seem like anything like 
crazy, you know? No, it, it, it was nothing um, that we didn't already think, essentially. So, like, when you scroll up and down a list, they just told you that it's going to default be that, like, that blue color and do the highlight thing. You'll be able to do a custom color if you'd like. So say that that would match your app. You could essentially make it a red um, with, like, a red tint. Or, like, they, they just give you a little bit of customization. But other than that, it's really straightforward for how the functionality would work. I was hoping to get more out of the webcast. I was hoping that they were going to actually show the classic in use because they can show yeah. you pictures so many yeah, times, no. like, this is how it will function. But it's like, I want to actually see how see the device how functions, functions yeah, exactly. rather than just pictures. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. as useful as I was hoping. And I think that's exactly what Chen was talking about when he's saying if, I w- if it was ready right now, I'd, I'd be more than happy to put it out, you know, that kind of deal. I, I think yeah. it's definitely going to take a lot more time to really refine it and make it something worthwhile transitioning to from a device that they're already comfortable on. You know, he doesn't want to give BlackBerry 10 a bad impression to those people he's trying to get you on, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely something to really take your time with. And uh, I, I don't, I really don't see a whole ton of marketing going out, you know, for yeah. that. You know, yeah, not, it, again, just strictly enterprise, I think that's, that's your biggest... And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, is the classic coming? It's is it gonna launch on the 13th? Do we think or December, December, December? And when do you think? Yeah, gonna, when do we think back. it's gonna come out? Like be in December, December, December. Yep. 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 Just not in not stateside. Stateside. No, I, I highly doubt it. Stateside? I highly doubt it. Like and, I, and it's just me going on my my own gut and just based off of the carrier experiences. Like it's. I don't yeah, see I mean, look it at the past in the U.S. at all. I've said this multiple times. 10.2.1 launch stateside on January 30th. I would not be surprised if to keep a cohesive rollout that they do the same exact thing. One OS update a year like everybody else pretty much in the market. I mean, we, need, we, needed, we needed 10.1. We needed 10.2. You know, those yeah. were like... This shit is beta. Like but, we need to, we need to get this in the market. But I mean, why would they why would they put it in January? I mean, if anything, you want the OS to roll out in like alongside the thing, so that people are like when they're in the stores looking for devices, they want to be able to see all those cool features and people. That's when you have the most people in the stores buying devices. Right. So why not have those cool features there and be like, listen, you can use Blend, you can no, do this dude, stuff. This is why. Okay, this is I I've been, I was thinking about this the other day. The Passport came out with 10.3.1. One of yeah. the selling features, whether you want to 10.3, think about it or not... 10.3, not 10.3.1. 10. What did I just say? Oh, well, okay, Black yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the classic... Okay, but the classic will probably come out 10.3.1. <laughs> what? Yes. In my mind, they're essentially the same. There's, they're different. Okay, whatever. 10.3. <laughs> so, <laughs> one they're of the selling... They're different, but essentially the same. <laughs> just, it, just hear me out. <laughs> so, one of the selling features, whether you like it or not, for the Passport is that it ships with 10.3, that you have the newer experience before anyone else on the market has it. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, their mm-hmm. auto-loaders and all that stuff. Everyone else on the market has it, but, you know, like, officially, okay? So that's one of the selling features, and that's, I think, don't... So, oh, Lollipop, perfect example, too. Lollipop is coming out, I think, on the Nexus 6. That's one of the only devices on the market currently running Lollipop. Everyone else has to wait until, I think, like, next month to get it. It's it not, actually it actually leaked for like all LG devices like it's actually like okay. right out. Yeah, well, but yeah, but the whole point is so the, it's a selling feature for the device, and then they're planning on releasing it. So I don't think January thirtieth 
is off at all. Like that makes total sense. Give a few months with a new device that you get this little perk of getting the new OS, then everyone else gets it. As long as everyone else does get it, it's not like Apple is like you know the 4S, the iOS 8 kind of sucks on it. Right. It's not like BlackBerry is doing that. It's you're getting the update and your phone's actually getting a boost. And, 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 and yeah. here's the honest thing as well. The first device in market with 10.3 was the P9983. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that had a leeway on the 17th of September, and then we have the 24th for Passport. So I think you're right there. Where They need to have some headway to have some kind of uniqueness. I mean, it's not only 10.3, but Blend as well. Yeah, you know? yep. yeah that's another thing. They're keeping Blend to its own. Yeah, that's – right. Yeah. And another thing is, though, but that I don't think kind of people have, because there's a lot of what ifs, of course. I don't think one thing that people kind of thought about it is, is well, maybe the reason why the passport hasn't launched on AT and T yet, or hasn't launched stateside yet, is because maybe they're waiting for that. They were waiting for the classic to be ready because they kind of want a side by side launch, not together, but you want to, of course, because they're not going to be on the same. Well, I don't want to say they're not going to be. We're going to remain optimistic for the classic and. Hope it launches, you know, across carriers. But maybe they were waiting for the classic to be ready. And once the classic was ready, say, okay, now it's time to give them the passport because we're shortly after or alongside could give them the classic. So I mean, that's, that's, that's I think I think I think you're right, Darius. It's got to be all about 10.3.1 because, like, if they had a, they're not gonna approve 10.3. No. And then, and then make us wait six months for yeah. 10.3.1 while the rest of the world gets it at the beginning of next because year. Because yeah. the word is out there. It's been said that, of course, the passport is gonna launch with 10.3. When they said 3.1 was gonna come out along with the classic, and it's going to be available for older BlackBerry 10 devices as well. So you have those facts. <laughs> That's there. So there's nothing to take with a grain of salt there. You have to take that as it is. So just understand at this point now, it's just a matter of one, which, which one of the devices is ready. We already know which one is. Now, once the other one is ready and it's going to be put out there for the people, then you can drop the one that was already previously ready. So confusing to say the least, but... There's a lot of plays into it. I mean, you got like I said, you're talking about a billion-dollar company who right now still have their backs against the wall, and they want to make sure that they make every single right move right now. They can't afford to lose any ground because they're gaining so, gaining so much traction at the moment. You know, you know what else is another fact, Darius, that I can't count zeros. <laughs> when, I, when I said when I said two hundred thousand times five hundred, I said a million. It's actually a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I, I see the, the people throwing fruit at their computer screens. Like, I hate this guy, but yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Right, I'm going to get emails about that. God knows. <laughs> but, uh, so do, do we need to cover anything else? I think for this week we've kind of nailed everything we need to hit. Lauren's like, I want to go to bed. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited, honestly, to see where BlackBerry's going to come. Obviously, by the end of this week, we should have BBM meetings. We should have Bez 12. We should have a much better look at what BlackBerry is going to be rolling out on the enterprise side for their uh, multi, um, management. What's the MDM stand for? I'm totally blanking right Mobile now. Mobile device management. There you go. Clutch, Alex. So clutch. Yeah. Our next we'll podcast go. will be on BBM meetings, right? Uh, hopefully. We should be able to export the video, and then all this Google top left bullshit will be out of the way for us. Thank God. <laughs> and then we can have fun. We can make Brandon do some work. 
He could put little like mixes on and you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, but I'm. <laughs> Is that, what, is that what he does? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what DJing is. Is it more like clicking on a computer keyboard? And does he actually have a DJ board and go and handle? Well, basically, it? anybody DJs just DJs. You know, the pickup girls. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. so, so yeah. Yeah. No, no, honestly, honestly, no, it's pretty. No, honestly, it's pretty. So now that you picked up a chick already. <laughs> That's why my mixing stuff, you know, so once I got dressed, I stopped using mixes. I'm all retired uh, shortly after. Yeah, this is... But it no, James, you're ending it. it you're ending it so well, and then it came to this. There's a means to an end, guys. There's a means to an end. That's what Upstream is. We're just trying to be famous, like like Kevin and Blaze and... Adam's not famous, so not sorry. This Kevin. <laughs> not, not famous, Adam. <laughs> yeah, not this Kevin. Not famous enough. Sorry, I guess. God damn. What's up? Jubei is throwing shade right now. He's like, you guys have gone on too long. We really have. We're waiting two hours. It's a lot. No, it's not. It's fine. It's fine. We have more viewers now than when we started, so they're here for something. They're probably here to see, to see Lauren whenever she's doing her thing. <laughs> oh, All right, guys. Let's, let's, let's finish this up. We're done, let's Alex. Do We're done. We're done. This has been Barry Flow Upstream number 22. We'll see you next week. 22! <laughs> We're legal to drink!